The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hello, and welcome to With Wit. I did an Ask Me Anything last week on my Instagram stories and answered as many as I could before I got pretty overwhelmed with typing everything. So that's when having a podcast comes in handy because I can utilize this platform to just talk it all out with you and not feel like I have to script everything or say the right things in like two sentences. I can be my usual airy, long-winded self. So there were a lot of questions. My dear Annie separated them into categories. We'll see how much I can get into to today, but the categories are first, just general. Second, our mental health. Third, our fertility and pregnancy. Four, our work. Five is fashion and styling. Six is travel. Seven is reality TV. Eight is relationships. And nine is beauty. So I'm just going to start from the top and record for the next 30 to 40 minutes and just see how far we get. First general question, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to so many things. I think for me, what I try not to do is look too much into the future because as many of you all know, I have a really hard time with staying in the present. I'm always thinking about planning. What's next? Where are we traveling? How are we building our family? What house are we moving into next? What's the next bigger and better thing? And I really don't want to fall victim to that kind of mentality where I'm just living in the future all the time. But I will say what I am most looking forward to right now, the first thing that pops into my head is just all the travel that we're getting ready to do. You know how much I love to travel and I always want to maintain that part of my life, even with a five-year-old. But We are going to Napa in a few weeks, which will be super duper fun with two couples, no kids, just like a wine-filled, fun-filled weekend. Who knows? Maybe a hot air balloon ride. We'll see. Timmy's actually going to Ireland a week before that with his dad and best friend and brother. And I'm looking forward to that for him just so that he has some time to himself to do what he really loves to do. It's like a golf trip to Ireland. Then after Ireland and Napa, we are going to Pound Ridge slash New York for Thanksgiving. We usually do Thanksgiving with my family, but Timmy mentioned not having seen a lot of his cousins for a long time. And Thanksgiving is usually the holiday on the East Coast when all of the extended family gets together. So I think we'll do something different this year and venture to the East Coast for Thanksgiving. And then in December, we just booked our holiday break to Jamaica, which I'm so excited to go to. I've never been. I just feel like I'm going to love the vibes. 
So I'm excited to do that. We'll go with the whole Rosenman family over Christmas vacation. We're doing that for a week. And then in March, we just planned a trip to Nevis. I think I'm saying that correctly. That's also in the Bahamas. We're going to go there for sunny spring break. I'm all about now booking things in advance and making sure that when Sunny doesn't have school, that we're doing something, whether it's travel and activity, something. So that's what I'm looking forward to right now. Next question. When are you happiest? I am happiest just when everything is stable and happy and healthy with my family. Honestly, I feel like my family's healthy. And when I feel like my relationship with Timmy is in a good place and we're communicating properly. And when I feel like Sunny is behaving and thriving, that's when I really feel my happiest. I know it should probably not be so dependent on how other people are doing, but our relationships are everything. And I feel like if they're not in a good place or if there's health being compromised, then how can you really be happy? So I have been really, really happy lately. I think it's been because of a mixture of a lot of things. I have been on my antidepressants for a while now and I'm taking them regularly. I went through this phase where I was just forgetting to take them all the time and I would go like weeks without them and I was not meditating regularly. I was not working out regularly. I was not reading regularly. And this lifestyle challenge that we did that I've talked about really helped me make those a priority. And in doing that, I just can look back on this past six months and be like, oh my God, I literally have not been this happy since before my dad died. And it's because of all these things. It's because my relationships are in a good place and because I'm doing all the things that I need to do to take care of myself and keep my mental health in check. Next question. What's been your favorite age so far? Oh, I want to say 37. I can't go too far back because I don't remember all the years. But just like as I was saying, this past six months has just been so awesome for me. I think also because I took the pregnancy situation off my plate at the moment, I was able to really venture out of that future self and venture out of that heavy responsibility that mindset that I was in. And I was really able to focus on what is right in front of me and all the amazing things that I have in front of me. So I would say 37. Why did you move from NYC to LA and which one do you like better? So I moved to New York originally because we were doing the city, the spinoff of the Hills. And the producers were like, do you want to move to New York? And follow your dreams of becoming a fashion designer and work for Diane von Furstenberg and possibly date this guy that you met there that you really like. And I was like, no, but yeah, I guess. So after a long list of weighing my pros and cons with my mom and dad of should I do this spinoff show or not, I decided to move to New York and While I was there, I really feel like I did make the most of it. I had the best time ever. And luckily, my best friend, Andrea, moved there the year that I moved there, too. So we were able to like take on the city together because I didn't really have a lot of close friends there. But I do remember also wanting to go home all the time and going home for the weekends and then coming back on a red eye on Sunday night to get ready to film on Monday. Looking back on that, I'm like, why did I go home all those times? Like, why didn't I just 
stay and take advantage of the city and learn. Knowing how much I love the city now, it kind of pains me to think about what memories or what experiences I may have missed. But I think gut reaction to which one do I like better? I would say New York. I just think the energy is just so amazing. I feel so motivated. I feel like it's really just a melting pot of culture. You don't feel like you're in this little bubble. And I moved back to LA after living in New York because the show got canceled and I wanted to build my fashion career and I was doing my clothing line and everything was happening in LA and my family was in LA. And I, at the time I wanted to come back to LA, but looking back on it, I wish that I had spent some more time there after the show was done to actually just be young and experience it without this like camera crew around me all the time. Next question. What are you reading right now? So I just finished educated a memoir which was really, really, really good about like an extremist Mormon family and this girl's experience growing up in this family and how she turned to education to actually learn about the world beyond just what her father had taught her. And it was a really beautiful, enlightening story. So I highly recommend that. And now I'm reading a book on Audible. I do all my reading on Audible. It's really the easiest thing for me to do. I'll listen while I'm driving or while we're traveling or just like sitting outside in a hammock. I try at least to read a half hour a day at this point just to get outside of my head. But I'm reading a book called... I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And I'm in the middle of it right now. And it's so far just like a bunch of beautiful little stories about this girl's relationship with her mom. And we haven't gotten really into the meat of it of why she's glad her mom died, but they're just really cute little essays about a girl growing up in the shadow of her mom and doing everything to please her mom. And then how I think she finds her own true identity without her mom. So I can't recommend it yet because I'm not done, but so far I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And Jeanette McCurdy was actually like a child actress who I just Googled yesterday. She was on that show, I Carly. So it's just interesting to see her perspective. Okay. Now let's take a quick ad break. Ever feel tightness in your tummy sitting in rush hour traffic or can't sleep because of your never ending to-do list? I definitely experience both of these super often, especially the traffic part. These things happen because your gut, not your brain, is responsible for your stress response. So to manage stress and feel calm and in control, you must give your gut what it needs to thrive. I trust Just Thrive Probiotic because it's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry. It's a game changer for helping you sidestep gas, bloat, and constipation. And it's been shown to help flip the switch on stress so you can feel confident and in control. And for next level stress management, I pair the probiotic with Just Thrive's breakthrough new formula, Just Calm. Just Calm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable, reduce perceived stress, improve sleep quality and energy, and even encourage better focus and flow. 
Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one-two punch to beat stress before it beats you. No fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results to help you be the best you. And right now you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code WIT at checkout. Justthrivehealth.com, promo code WIT. Your nutritional health is personal, so shouldn't a person help you manage yours? Vanessa Rossetto, a popular guest on the Dear Media podcast and previous guest of With Wit, has spoken on the importance of every person having access to a dietitian. Now you can with Culina Health. Culina Health's team of licensed dietitians talk to you about your goals, your lifestyle, and your health. Then they create a custom nutrition plan for you and help you stick to it. Plans are all rooted in science and supported by data and peer-reviewed research. Culina Health dietitians specialize in all major subspecialties, including pre- and postnatal health, gestational diabetes, and weight loss. Their service is highly personalized for each patient because we are all unique and deserve to work with someone who understands that. Founded by two black dietitians and the only nutrition company with a registered dietitian as the CEO, Culina Health has worked with over 10,000 patients, some of whom lost 100 plus pounds without any drastic changes to their eating habits. Sign up today at culinahealth.com slash with wit and you'll receive a free kitchen toolkit to get started. Visit C-U-L-I-N-A health.com slash with wit to register to book your first initial session and never pay more than your copay. Okay, now back to the chat. Next question is, what other names did you consider for Sunny? So Sunny was the only name we were considering if it was a boy. When we got pregnant, we decided not to find out what sex it was. And Sunny was the only name for a boy we were considering. But for a girl, we were thinking about Leo, but we weren't really set on it. And now, no offense to all the Leos out there. Leo is such a cute name. And I really do love it. My best friend's kid is named Leo. But it was such a trendy name at the time. Looking back on it now, I'm glad that we didn't name our baby Leo. But when the baby came out a boy, I remember one of the first things I thought was like, oh, my God, thank God. Now I don't have to reconsider Leo or a name for a girl or whatever. Like we were just set on Sunny. We knew if we had a boy, we wanted it to be Sunny. All right. Next question. What is your fave Japanese restaurant in L.A.? Our fave Japanese restaurant in LA is obviously Katsuya. It's a little sushi bar in Studio City. It's really reasonable, like affordably priced, amazing food. It's what really, I think, inspired a lot of the Japanese barbecue vibes that you see now. Like the big chain Katsuya obviously was inspired by this little Katsuya. I think SBE, which is a big hospitality group, just took the idea and made it like a large chain. But I love their crispy rice with spicy tuna. I know this sounds crazy, but like they have the best edamame. You probably think edamame is all the same, but it's definitely not. All edamames are not created equal. I love the albacore with crispy onion. I love the shrimp tempura. I'm like not even that much of a sushi sashimi girl. And that's why I think I love Katsuya so much because they have so many other things, like so many other barbecue options, the shishito peppers, all that yummy, yummy stuff. All right. Rapid fire. Fave food. 
hamburger and french fries. Fave food to cook. For me, I'm more of like a breakfast person. So I would say my fave food to cook is like pancakes. Favorite musician. I mean, that's a hard one. Damn. Favorite musician. The first person, honestly, that popped into my head was John Mayer. I don't even know if he's my favorite musician, but I just love him so much. Love his new album, Saw Brock, which is not even that new, but fave band. Oh my God. I'm just saying the first thing that pops into my head and that would have to be in sync. <laughs> I don't even know why they popped into my head. They're not even a band anymore, but just so much nostalgia. Fave movie. I think it would have to be either my father, the hero or father of the bride. Fave TV show right now, Love Island, thoroughly obsessed, want to have a British accent and adopt all of their slang. Fave male crush. Right now, my favorite guys are, I love Dermot Mulroney, the guy from my best friend's wedding. I love, what's his name? That guy that's in that show with Jessica Chastain. I Googled Jessica Chastain co-star and it is Oscar Isaac, obsessed with Oscar Isaac. Yeah, those are my two faves right now. My fave female crush. Oh, the people that I feel like I tap the most on on my Explore page are like Emrata, Kaya Gerber, Kate Bosworth, Bella Hadid, a lot of these youngians, Haley Bieber. Those are my hot female crushes at the moment. All right finish the general questions. Let's get into the mental health questions. The first question is how do you cope with anxiety? So I touched on this on my Instagram post this week, but I can just elaborate on it. I listed like 15 things that I do when I feel anxiety and start to creep up. So I'll just go ahead and read them and elaborate on them. So one is I first double check that I have eaten and that I've drank something. I think that that definitely escalates anxiety. Like when your body isn't nourished, your brain isn't functioning appropriately. So first I just like double check that I've eaten something and try to make it healthy and that I've drank some water, like watermelon juice or something, because I'm not the biggest water person. I wish I were, but I'm just rarely thirsty for water. The second thing is doing a 10-minute calm meditation. I found that Jeff Warren's 10-minute daily trips are really helpful. They're short. They're to the point. He talks you through it. It's not too much quiet time in your own head. I love those. The third thing is I tell Timmy or someone that I'm having the anxiety and I don't really get into too much detail and I'm not looking for someone to like work through my anxiety. I just want to like get it out there and just have them validate that I'm having it and that everything's going to be okay. And if I need a hug, get a hug, but just to like put it out there and not be alone with it in my head. Number four, take a long hot shower and focus on my routine in there. I think when I'm in the shower, it's really easy for my brain to kind of really spiral. I think that a lot of us do that. And a lot of us remember a bunch of things in the shower or start to add things on our to-do list in the shower. And then we get anxiety that we're not going to remember them. And I really, I do love that the shower can be a productive place. I kind of want to, and I'm sure I've discussed this before, invent like a notepad for the shower where we can write down our thoughts 
and to-do list items so that we don't forget. But I also utilize the shower as moments of meditation, feel the water on my skin, like focus on washing my face for 60 seconds, really exfoliate my body with a loofah, use a pumice stone on my feet, really do some self-care rituals in the shower that require me to focus on them. So I'm just really thinking about what it is I'm doing in that moment. Number five, I'll text my friends just to say hi and get out of my headspace and into theirs. I find that sometimes just like talking to friends about just whatever's going on with them or just connecting with them, making sure they know I'm thinking about them helps me feel dislocated from them. I think working from home and being a mom, we spend so much time in our homes and not a lot of time socializing. So I think sometimes just like sending out that text or a call can help us put things into perspective about what's going on in our lives. Number six, I will do a quick workout or if I don't have time to do like a 20 minute Melissa Wood Health or go to a yoga class, then I make sure that I schedule in workouts for the week so that I know I have that to look forward to. Number seven, color. I don't do this as often as I should, but I have some great coloring books here. And I notice when I'm coloring, like I'm fully zoned in on that and it totally calms me down. And I just learned on your notepad that you can color. So that's fun for Sonny and I also to do together. Like if he's being unruly at a restaurant or I want him to just like chill and do something with me, then I take out my notepad and we color on there. Number eight, I listen to some of my favorite music and go for a walk or a drive. I find that this helps me like lift my mood and I'll listen to all sorts of music. Like in the shower, I have a music system and I listen to classical in the shower. And then when I'm in my car, I want to listen to like really fun, dancey, vibey music. And then sometimes I want to listen to like really emotional, what Sunny would call sad music, but it's not sad music. It's just like emotional, beautiful music. My favorite song right now is My Everything by Sunny Tennant. And I heard it on Love Island and I'm obsessed with it. Number nine is just listening to my body and like vegging and watching mindless TV. I know so many people would tell you not to do that because you're just distracting yourself. But for me, it really works. If I need to just calm myself down and get out of my head, then I turn some mindless TV on and can take a little brain vacation from my life there. Number 10, I name a few things that I'm excited about. Just like we were talking about having something to look forward to really helps us get out of our mundane routines right now. So I just list a couple things that I'm excited for, whether that be career launches, business ideas, trips, plans, outfits, anything that I'm excited for, I try to list. And then I also was watching Dr. Aliza Pressman. She has a podcast on Dear Media and she said something really helpful to do was to name three things you hear, name three things you see, and then move three body parts. And I did that yesterday and it actually really calmed me down. So that's a good tool to actually have a real life coping mechanism like that to turn to when you feel like your world just turning upside down. Number 11 is actually working and knocking out emails and doing things that I'm procrastinating. Like recording this podcast, for instance, I 
love the feeling when it's actually done and I've accomplished it, but I have a lot of anticipation, anxiety leading up to it. And I always think that something is going to be harder than it actually is. So I get a lot of anxiety from that, from knowing that I need to do stuff and not doing it. So I think one thing to do is just like actually sitting down and doing the thing that is giving you the anxiety. Like I know after I record this, my weekend will start and I will feel like a much lighter, less anxious person. Number 12 is to take a little gummy or hit my weed pen. If I start to feel a little anxious, I don't like a sativa, like the heady strains. I go more for like an indica and I have this pen right now, the Bebo downtime pen that, well, it calms me down if I needed to. And like I can chill and watch TV and relax and be present and enjoy myself. But it also makes me really productive. And so if I want to organize or clean or, you know, my mess is giving me anxiety, then I'll take a little hit and that will help me give me the motivation to, to organize. And then after I've been productive, I feel better. Another thing is to organize my to-do list. I utilize Asana. Asana is a great organizational app for everything that you need to get done. And you can share your list with people and you can have lots of different lists. And it's just a great way to keep track of everything. And I find that if my asana is all organized and I know what needs to get done when, then I feel my anxiety is lower. Number 14 is just walk outside and visually dissect my garden. I think just like taking a walk outside and noticing what's around us and noticing the beauty in things, looking at like little bugs, looking at all the plants that are growing, looking at the sky, looking up at the clouds and like deciphering what shapes they're in. I think that just being outside is obviously very grounding. And I know that sounds cliche and obvious, but it is actually true. Even if you just want to walk outside for five minutes and close your eyes and let the sun hit you to get some natural vitamin D, I promise that that will help you. And number 15 is tidy up. And I know I talked a little bit about that, about getting organized, but like making sure that my bed is made and like there's not a bunch of shit just around the house in piles visual messes can add to anxiety. So I just try to make sure that that is all out of my eyeline and then I feel better. So yeah, that was my long list of how to cope with anxiety. Okay. Now let's take a quick ad break. Okay. Sunny went back to school today. Yay. I'm hoping he doesn't get sick his first week back and being around all the germs. Let's face it. Pink eye and earaches are some of the most inconvenient for our kids, but I always have the Similison earache relief on hand just in case. It was voted number one ear pain relief brand by pharmacists for eight years in a row and helps soothe earache symptoms with a unique combination of natural active ingredients like chamomile meal. This and Similison Pink Eye Relief, the number one best-selling pink eye drop, are essential for your medicine cabinet during the school year. Find Similison products at any major retailer, Walmart, Amazon, Target, 
CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, etc. When your family needs relief from pink eye or an earache, choose Similicin. Made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals, so you can feel good about feeling better. Similicin is sold at a store near you in the eye care and ear care aisle. The Similicin team wants you to be prepared for the school year, so they're offering a sweepstakes for a $500 Visa gift card and a Similicin school essentials prize pack. Go to similisonusa.com slash win and include code with wit in your entry. That's S-I-M-I-L-A-S-A-N-U-S-A.com slash win to enter and include with wit in your entry. Once Upon a Farm is the leading baby food and kids snack brand offering organic cold pressed fruit and veggie pouches dairy-free smoothies, overnight oats, plant-rich meals, and so much more. Made with whole farm-fresh ingredients and no added sugars, concentrates, or anything artificial. Their subscription offering is fully customizable so you can pick and choose from their wide variety of blends or meals and switch it up before every delivery. In loyal fashion, Sonny had his Once Upon a Farm in hand when we left for school this morning. He chose the pineapple, banana, and dragon fruit immunity blend. These fresh refrigerated grab-and-go pouches can be enjoyed Anytime, anywhere, you can pack them in a lunchbox, bring as an after-school snack in the car, take to soccer practice or to the park slash playground slash playdate, etc. Their new immunity blends are made with nutrition-packed superfoods like elderberry and dragon fruit and probiotics to help support your little ones. With blends like green kale and apples, strawberry banana swirl, and wild rumpus avocado, there's literally something for everyone. Inspire a lifetime of healthy eating with Once Upon a Farm, found at retailers nationwide and online. Get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order. Use code WITHWIT at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com with code WITHWIT to get 35% off your first subscription order. Happy shopping. Now back to the app. The second question in mental health category is how do you deal with grief? I'm experiencing deep loss of my mother and I just feel depleted. I know that feeling. It's such a hard thing to give advice on how to deal with grief just because we're all so different and need such different things. But I think just really listening to yourself and what you need and not forcing yourself to do things that don't feel comfortable, like not forcing yourself to socialize, not forcing yourself to get work done, just like sitting and feeling your feelings and crying really is like the best, most direct way to do it. And I find that if you sit and feel your feelings and cry it out and let yourself feel sorry for yourself, you get to a point where you've sort of had enough. And then you can kind of move off of it and on to something else. Also, knowing that grief is just this immense feeling of all this love that you have for someone with no place to put it. I think trying to think about how you will maintain their energy in your life and how you will continue to remember them and honor them and make their memory give you life instead of deplete you. But that just comes with time. I don't think that you should expect much of yourself 
pretty soon after someone passes. It is a really depleting thing. And I would just say to continue to give yourself grace and really feel all your feelings. And if people around you aren't going to support that, then that is honestly their problem. And to not care about how anybody else is reacting to your grief. This is your own journey and you need to do what feels good to you. Next question is, how do you cope with overthinking? So this one's hard because you have to really catch yourself in overthinking in order to cope with it. But I think that that really comes with meditation. The more that I practice meditation, the more I can become aware when my brain is overthinking and I can stop myself from overthinking. I can take a few breaths and do any of those 15 things I mentioned on how to cope with anxiety. And that helps me come back to my center and realize that maybe nothing has actually happened yet or that I don't need to be so reactive or that all of these things that I'm thinking about may not be my reality. So I think it's really about like having a solid meditation practice so that it becomes a muscle in your brain to snap yourself out of overthinking. It's really just, like I said, being aware that you're doing it and then trying to get out of that spiral. Last question for mental health. Are you taking anything for your mental health? So yes, I am. I'm actually on 15 milligrams of acetylopram a day. I don't know if that's high or low. I literally don't talk to anybody about my dosage. I just put it out there and hope that it helps anyone or makes people feel less alone. I don't care if it's high or low because it's honestly working for me. And I said to Timmy when I first went on it, I don't want this to be something that I rely on or something that's like just putting on a Band-Aid. But considering how amazing I have felt this past six months to a year of being on it, I can't imagine not taking it. And I... I know so many people like holistic psychologists, even that I've had on this podcast are all about how to naturally wean off of that and take care of yourself. And even my best friend has done a lot of work with like psychedelics, like ayahuasca and mushrooms and that kind of stuff to retrain her brain. I just feel like right now it's working for me. And so I'm trying not to overthink that. I also have a prescription for Xanax that I'll take if I'm having anxiety at night and need help to stop overthinking. But that's really just something that I turn to if I'm having an issue sleeping or I'm in like a really bad anxiety spiral. Okay. The next questions are having to do with fertility and pregnancy. And then I'm going to call it a day on this. So the first question is, where are you in the IVF journey? So a couple months ago, we were about to do an implantation and I had a really rock bottom moment and got super sick and couldn't do it and decided to take it off my plate for the moment. And I am there right now. I'm still there. I'm still not at a place where I feel ready to implant. I do want a second kid and we're talking about different options. We're talking about surrogacy. We're talking about adoption. We're talking about all sorts of things, but 
we're still in like this in-between phase of not 100% knowing what we are going to do. And I don't even know that I'll probably share until a baby comes, if I'm being perfectly honest, just because it gives me so much anxiety to think about the future in that respect, just this specific kid situation. The unknown of it gives me so much anxiety that I think I'll leave those conversations to be had with Timmy and I, and I probably won't leave it up to the public to be waiting on updates for. But yeah, we're still exploring all of our options and seeing what we think works best for us. How did you balance IVF and travel? Just booked a holiday after a transfer and now I'm anxious. Interesting. I didn't really have to deal with IVF and travel, honestly. When I was doing it, I was not traveling. So I can see how that would bring you anxiety. Talk to your doctor about it and make sure that you're just doing whatever they recommend. And if they say that you have nothing to be anxious about and traveling wherever you're going is totally safe, then listen to them and try not to overthink about it. But if it is bringing you a lot of anxiety and that, you know, that anxiety could then negatively affect the health of this embryo, then like maybe cancel the trip. Obviously, I think the transfer is probably more important to you than the travel. So perhaps just put it on pause if you think the anxiety is just too much for you to handle slash you think it will affect the pregnancy. Next question. I cannot have more kids and I don't know how to deal and be okay with it. Any tips? Ugh, I'm so sorry. I feel you. I feel that anxiety and I feel that feeling where something is just left unsettled and there's really no closure to it. Wish that I could tell you an actionable item, an actionable like piece of advice But I would say that to try to look at your situation and if you do have kids to be grateful for the kids that you have and to try to be really present with them because this yearning for more is going to take your attention away from them and is going to take the enjoyment of being a mom out of you. And so I would try to just focus on what you have instead of what you don't have. And I know that's so hard to do, but to me, that feels like the most logical answer. Advice for newly prego, freaking out. Oh my gosh, exciting, happy for you. Totally get freaking out. It's like a crazy wave of emotions, like super extreme highs, and then also just so scared to have to sacrifice everything. I would say not to plug myself, but go watch I Love My Baby Butt on our YouTube channel. It chronicles my whole journey with the ups and downs of my pregnancy and how sick I was and how uncomfortable I was, how nauseous I was and how uncomfortable I felt in my own skin. And then the fear that I had of how much freedom it was going to take away. And I go through all of it into breastfeeding and postpartum. And I think that it's not meant to scare you at all. It's just meant to be my journey. And I think just knowing that you're not alone and knowing that it's not just all rainbows and butterflies will help you from freaking out and help you know a little bit more what to expect so that you're not at that place where you're like, oh my God, no one ever told me this was going to happen. Go watch my series and I feel like you will feel more prepared for all of the ups and downs. 
Next question. Would you ever consider adoption? I definitely would consider adoption. That's something that Timmy and I have talked about. We're not quite there yet just because we do have these healthy embryos that we would love to utilize, but it is something that we thought of like when we're older that we could do maybe if we foster or maybe if we help like house international students or something like that. The idea obviously sounds amazing and there are so many people in need, but I think we want to figure out our situation and what we're doing with our embryos first before we dig into that. Okay, so that will do it for this round of answering your Ask Me Anything questions for my Instagram stories. Next, I will get into the work, fashion styling, travel, reality TV, relationships, and beauty categories for you. But I hope you enjoyed this and I hope it was like thorough enough. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Drop me a line. Do people say that anymore? Tell me what you think down below or DM me, whatever it is. Just let me know what you think of this and what you'd want to hear more on. All right. Peace in the streets. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.